Welcome to the Offbeat Self-Care Show. This is the place that will rearrange your thinking of self-care, intrigue you with power, and inspire you to do something about it. I'm Brooke Nicole, former once-a-year spa goer turned everyday action-changing promoter. Let self-care the offbeat way. Hey everyone, it's so good to have you here with me once again. It's actually been a while. We've been out and about and moving around. So it's finally good to be back down here sitting with you. So actually these um, last few weeks, um, since we haven't been together, I was actually reading a survey that really shocked me. It was a 2020 Blue Cross Blue Shield generation survey that actually reported that 92% of millennials communicated that the COVID-19 had a negative impact on their mental health. 92%, that's a shocking number. So this actually really hit home, not because that I'm a millennial, but that no matter your age, Harvard Health says that there's a strong link between good mental health and good physical health, and vice versa. In the other direction, depression and other mental health issues can contribute to digestive disorders, trouble sleeping, lack of energy, heart disease, and other health issues. Now the same Blue Cross study, it actually showed that millennials had a greater likelihood to have chronic physical conditions due to their behavioral health problems. So it was stating that there is a 1.9 times more chance for hypertension, 1.7 times chance for high cholesterol, 1.9 times chance for Crohn's disease, 2.1 times chance of type 2 diabetes and 2.9 times chance for coronary artery disease. Now Harvard Health goes on to say that there are many ways to keep your mind and mood in optimal shape. Of course the main things being exercise, healthy eating, and stress reduction techni- techniques like meditation or mindfulness. These can keep your brain and your body in tip-top shape. So this is what we're going to be talking about on this episode ways to promote a healthy mind, and the basic five self-care needs. Then the first one, if you can't guess already, is food. So when it comes to food, there are two main categories that are important to look at. The first category is the nutritional value that you get from the food that you eat. The food you eat, it provides your body with nutrition and fuel for your physical activities. Food helps us think, It repairs certain body parts when they're damaged, and food also helps us grow. The most important aspect of food in terms of nutrition is water, because our body is an average percent of 60% of water, which is a huge amount. So water is a very important form of nutrition that also assists all of our other bodily functions. So the next thing we need to get from food is energy both the macronutrients and the micronutrients. So first, let's take a look at the macronutrients, which is carbohydrates, protein, fats, and the micronutrients, those are the vitamins, minerals, and enzymes. So the macronutrients, the best sources of unprocessed carbohydrates are any type of vegetables, like my personal favorite, cabbage, kale, spinach, lettuce, broccoli, artichokes, carrots, peppers, collard green, bok choy, and tomatoes. It also includes root vegetables like potatoes, sweet potatoes, squash, and also fruits, especially berries, which is good right now because they're in season. And I personally have to watch myself because whenever I see berries, I feel like a kid in a candy store. But fruits, they include strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, melons, 
pineapple, apples, pears, kiwis, these are all high in antioxidants. Now, one key tip is when you do buy strawberries, that they are organic. For strawberries contain the most pesticides than any other fruit or vegetable, according to the Environmental Working Group. So that's a little tip for you when you buy strawberries. Be sure they're organic. And another good type of unprocessed carbohydrates are beans and legumes, and sprouted grains like quinoa, rice, amaranth, buckwheat, and organic oats. Now how about the protein aspect of the macronutrients? Lentils actually provides you 18 grams in one cup. Free-range eggs gives you 7 grams per egg, and tofu gives you 10 grams per 3.5 ounce. Alright, so now let's jump, jump into the fats of the macronutrients. The most healthiest, healthiest and ideal fat is avocado, for it's the perfect amount of fat and the perfect amount of fiber. And also there's nut seeds like chia, flax, hemp, almonds, and walnuts, and extra virgin olive oil. So that is the best sources of the fat. Now, the good news is that if you're eating the healthiest sources of the macronutrients that I just was sharing with you about, then all of your micronutrients are also taken care of. For the best sources of micronutrient foods are the main ones of the macronutrients, like green leafy vegetables, colorful vegetables, fruits and berries that provide antioxidants, nuts and seeds, beans, legumes, and whole grains. So there's your whole package if you are eating those healthy unprocessed foods like that, your macronutrients and your micronutrients are all covered. So this was just the first category of food, which is the nutritional aspect. Now the second category of food that's so important for our physical and mental well-being is the social function of food. How many of you love to go to Thanksgiving meals? Because not only for the food, but you get to experience the interactions between your family and friends. Because food is a way of communication, a way of showing care and passing on your family's history and traditions is by the way we eat together and what we eat. So the simple act of eating food together, it blends one into a family or society. We see this by studies showing that children have better emotional health and well-being as they grow up when they eat family meals together. It's also a special time to make memories, pass on family traditions, and ultimately seeing the power that food has to affect each of us as social human beings. Okay, so my tangent is done, and that's the first physical self-care need, which is food. Now the second self-care need is exercise. My most favorite part about exercise is that it's an almost immediate mood changer from the endorphins being released and all the stimulation that is done through our neural growth and blood flow in the brain. So aerobic exercises improves your mental fitness, which can especially be seen by the ability to plan, coordinate, and filter out distracting information while enhancing our learning and memory. So when you walk for at least 45 minutes three times a week, you're actually improving your mental processing abilities that normally decline with age. All right, so that's number two. Let's dive into number three, the third self-care need, which is sleep. Now let me just firstly tell you that sleep, it not only helps improve your overall health, helps with inflammation, reduces stress, reduces anxiety, helps with weight, helps improve memory and learning, but it also improves your performance and productivity. So in terms of sleep, 
I like to look at the value. <laughs> value in sleep, it actually depends on two things. The first one is amount, and the second one is the habit that we have with our sleep. So the average adult needs about maybe roughly 70 hours of sleep per day. Now again, I'm looking at value. Because you can be getting 70 hours of sleep per day, but are they uninterrupted? And are they in the appropriate times? Sleeping before midnight is recommended due to your body's natural sleep pattern and your production of melatonin to balance your circadian rhythm, which it is this time that you can get the most value out of your sleep. And as far as your bedtime habits go, stop and ask yourself, what is your routine before you go to bed? Do you eat before you go to bed? Do you look at your phone? Do you scroll endlessly in your computer or through your apps? Do you drink caffeinated or alcoholic beverages as, you, as your wind down practice? The most important habit you can make to contribute value to your sleep is being consistent. So be consistent with your nighttime routines with a dark and quiet room, no phone in your bed, and no food, caffeine, or alcohol close to your bedtime hours. And do this thing every single day at the same time. That way you can have value from your sleep. All right, now we're gonna hop on to number four, the fourth self-care need, which is hygiene. Hygiene is actually intricately connected with our mental health, maybe a lot more than we may normally think. Hygiene actually encompasses our personal care, such as brushing our teeth, washing our hands, and changing and washing our clothes. So on a normal day, these things may be done with not much thought. So what about those days when you don't feel like doing anything and your normal routine and habit is not done because you have no pressing meeting or maybe you just wanna sulk in bed because you've just had a breakup? The last thing that you want to do is to change out of your comfy PJs, wash your face, and even brush your teeth when you don't feel like getting up or doing anything. But studies show a connection between the neglect to personal hygiene and poor mental and emotional health. So what you can do every day, no matter what your circumstances, no matter if you have a pressing meeting, no matter if you've just had the most horrible breakup or you've had someone die in your family, whatever it is, the most important thing you can do every day is to get out of bed, make your bed, put on some clean clothes, and brush your teeth. Now, our last and final tip for our self-care need is meditation. Now, this is one of actually my favorite, and it's the most important self-care tool to fulfill our self-care needs because for me, especially as a mother and a wife, at the end of the day, it's normal to give everything and then I feel so drained, but of course, in a good way. So just taking a few minutes every evening to wind down and a few minutes in the morning to recharge for the day, it's vital for not only my health, but for anyone's survival. So the good thing is that taking time to meditate can be done in many different forms. Let me share with you a few of my favorites. The first one is reading. Any reading would suffice, yet studies are showing that those who read spiritual articles are more hopeful and are better able to deal with anxiety and depression. And how about breathing? That's a normal meditation practice, right? My favorite kind of breathing is the kind that stimulates your vagus nerve. For when the vagus nerve is activated, it actually stimulates your prefrontal cortex, which aids in your decision and judgment making, which ultimately brings about a more generous attitude and unselfish behavior, which I definitely need as a mother and a wife. 
And I'm sure anyone needs that too. So slow breathing is done exactly by taking five or six breaths per minute split equally between breathing in and breathing out. So that's five seconds in and then five seconds out. And of course, when you're doing this, you want to make sure that you're breathing shallowly and naturally. That's important. And to be honest, doing these meditation suggestions while being radio free is the most beneficial. With all technology shut off and put away, you are bound to have complete renewed self time. So the key takeaway that you can run with today is this. Your behavioral health has a huge impact on your physical health. So let's leverage that connection for positive results. For when we take care of our bodies, there tends to be a regenerative effect of our minds being cared for also. So until next time, take care. If you're loving the Offbeat Self-Care Show and you've gotten any value out of it for your life, would you mind doing two things for me? The first is to subscribe to the show so that you won't miss an episode and go ahead and leave a review of how the show has impacted your life. I would have so much gratitude to you for doing that for me. The second thing you can do is to share this podcast with your family and friends and anyone that you think will benefit from listening. My utmost appreciation goes to you for being a part of the Offbeat Self-Care Show. And together, I look forward to living our lives the way that it is intended to be.